1: Good afternoon and welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, a new blood test may speed up the diagnosis of tuberculosis in livestock. The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans and brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 306 352 1866. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today's sunshine with a high of plus two, tonight clear with a low of minus 12, tomorrow's sunshine with a high of plus three, the low of minus eight, Saturday sunshine with a high of plus four and a low of minus 10, Sunday sunshine, the high of plus one, the low of minus 11. Normal high for this time of year is minus six, the normal low is minus 17. Sun rose this morning at 8:02, the sun will set tonight at 6:23. Around the province t- today is Estevan, minus 7, Prince Albert at minus 9, Saskatoon at minus 7, Swift Current at minus 4, Weyburn at minus 1, and Yorkton at minus 8. Right now in Moose Jaw at sunshine and minus 1 in Regina sunshine and minus 6. Ag Renews is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best, online at McDougalAuction.com. Filling in for Jim Smalley this week, this is Ryan McNally. A new blood test may speed up the diagnosis of tuberculosis in livestock. Scientists from the University of Saskatchewan's vaccine and infectious disease organization Vito Intervac and Parks Canada are conducting trials in bison with several diagnostic tools, including an innovative blood test developed by a diagnostics company based in the UK, PBD Biotech. VD Intervac director Volker Gertz, says detecting tuberculosis in livestock and wild animals is an issue worldwide, and this trial will provide scientific data that has the potential to improve detection and control of a disease that can be devastating to the agricultural industry. PBD Biotech first showcased their anti-page blood test through the 2017 Saskatoon Regional Economic Development Authority's Agriculture Technology Harvest Programme it has been successfully tested in humans and 20 species of animals but never before in bison lewis martin with the bbt biotech's managing director for canada
0: the technology came out as i say from the uk and we're now bringing it into canada Uh, we've done testing extensively on on traditional um, commercial animals such as the cattle um, for both beef and dairy in in the uk starting to deliver north america but now we had an opportunity with the Vito Intervac facility, the Vito researchers, and interest from uh, Parks Canada and, and Dr. Todd Shuri there uh, to test the technology for, for diagnosing tuberculosis in, in, in wild bison.
1: Martin says results from the blood test are available within hours, enabling early detection and improved disease management.
0: The traditional test for tuberculosis is a, uh, a, taking samples from a caudal skin fold to see if there, there's any signs of uh, bacterial growth there. And uh, there's a long-term culture where they take samples and put in a petri dish in the lab, wait for things to grow for several weeks, and, and then identify if there's any mycobacterium growing, uh, as well as uh, biopsy results after, after the animals are, are uh, killed. The test we've developed gives us the ability to, with high sensitivity, detect living bacteria directly. So now we're able to go ahead and identify from blood samples, possibly fecal samples, within 24 hours, whether an animal has an active uh, mycobacterial infection that, that's causing the TB.
1: PBD Biotech opened its first overseas subsidiary in Saskatoon in 2018.
0: It's a small company. Initially started up in the in the United Kingdom. It's a spinout out of the uh, University of Nottingham, where the technology was first discovered by a. Professor Cathabrias and her student at the time, uh, Ben Swift, has received some uh, backing from private sector investors in the UK to get off the ground, and uh, they're looking to expand into other countries and develop the world markets. Canada has been attractive to them. They, they won a, an award from Saskatchewan a couple of years ago for, for the their technology and that attracted them to Saskatchewan. And we've been working since then to get some financing in place to, to really get the Canadian office up and running. And that's actually come about at the end of last year.
1: Lewis Martin is the PBD Biotech Managing Director for Canada. Equity in Canada's farm sector was up close to 4% last year. StatsCan reports farm equity as of December 31st last year was $522.3 billion, up $18.7 billion from the same time a year earlier. This follows a 6.3% year-over-year increase of equity from 2016 to 17. The value of total farm assets rose 4.5% to $623 billion last year. Almost all of that value increase came from a 6.1% gain in value of farmland, which has been rising since 1993. Farmland values rose in every province except for Nova Scotia last year. The increase in farmland values in 2018 was partially offset by a 2.2 percent decline in the value of inventories, which was mainly attributable to a 2.5 percent decrease in the value of crop inventories led by lentils in Saskatchewan and dry peas in Alberta. And the USDA's initial outlook for 2020 crops projects higher acreages for both corn and soybeans. Speaking in Agricultural Outlook Forum today, USDA Chief Economist Robert Johansen gave some initial projections for 2020 crops. USDA projects domestic corn planted acreage will increase 5% to 94 million acres and soybean acreage will increase 12% to 85 million acres. Acreage for wheat is projected to remain flat at 45 million acres, or roughly the same as last year. USDA will release its official acreage forecast at the end of March, with the prospective plantings report. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Egg team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Five Manitoba farm groups have voted to become one. Members of the five organizations voted last week during the Crop Connect conference in Winnipeg to amalgamate. The five organizations joining forces are the Manitoba Wheat and Barley Growers Association, the Manitoba Corn Growers, the Manitoba Flax Growers, the National Sunflower Association, and Winter Cereals Manitoba. Pam DeRockney is the Executive Director of the Manitoba Wheat and Barley Growers Association. She says the new organization will be called the Manitoba Crop Alliance.
2: At each of their annual general and special meetings, the memberships voted in favor of amalgamating with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. So since each of the five organizations at their AGSMs voted two-thirds majority in support of, and it was passed at all five, the proposed amalgamation was approved by the five organizations. So we shall see the Manitoba Crop Alliance. We're now moving toward becoming operational August 1st of 2020
1: rockney says the organizations believe they will be stronger together than each operating on their own.
2: There will be obviously some administrative efficiencies, but at the same time it'll also look for the five groups to work together and provide more of a, you know, almost like a farm approach, you know, on individual farmers um, on their farms. You know, they grow a multitude of crop types and it's all pooled under one farming operation and that's kind of the perspective that the farmer directors took in terms of, you know, the amalgamation of, the various crop types under the Matchable Crop Alliance umbrella now is that we can uh, work better together.
1: Darachne says the members of the new organization will have to elect a new board of directors.
2: There will be crop committees, which will be the existing boards of the associations that were involved. The only exception will be the wheat and barley committee. We'll also include uh, winter cereals, Manitoba. So there's four crop committees, and each of those crop committees can appoint directors up to the board of directors level, I guess, type of thing. So there's the crop committee structure, of which there'll be four of them. And then from there, there'll be a board of directors that's appointed from those those crop committees and depending on the crop committee that depends on how many directors are appointed from each of those committees so there is isn't actually an interim board of directors currently because obviously for legal reasons we needed to be amalgamating into an incorporated entity so the manageable crop alliance does have an interim board of directors right now but having said that there will be elections already starting to take place this fall
1: DeRochne explains how the Manitoba Crop Alliance will be funded.
2: Right now, each of the five organizations are their own legal entities and therefore have their own fiduciary responsibilities, I guess, in terms of financial reporting and those types of things. As we move to the Manitoba Crop Alliance becoming operational, obviously then we're working through the process right now with the Manitoba Farm Products Marketing Council for the Manitoba Crop Alliance to get their designation regulation to collect checkoff on those crop types that the existing five are collecting off on. The rates are not changing, so what magical farmers contribute now will remain the same in terms of each specific crop type, but obviously those funds will go towards the Magical Crop Alliance and its mandate of funding research and market development and of course communication initiatives to convey the results of the research to farmer members.
1: rockney was also asked how she felt the amalgamation was going.
2: From my perspective, I think, you know, I, you know, myself and, um, Darcel Graham, who's the executive director with National Sunflower Association and Winter Series Manitoba, we were always working on behalf of the farmer directors. They were the ones that developed the proposal with, with the assistance of the consultant um, Rob Hannum. You know, they had the vision. They worked through a proposal. We worked through three years of consultation and farmer meetings and webinars and, and those types of things to get us to the place where we were last week in terms of the vote. And I know the farmer directors always said right from the start is that they wanted uh, members to have their say, and that was obviously through the consultation period and through, of course, the vote at the annual general and special meetings. And they also had wanted to take the time to do things right. So I think this three-year process that we've been through definitely allowed them to kind of check those two boxes in terms of taking the time to do things right and taking the time to get membership aware of what was happening, and then at the end of the day, allow members to have their say and to have their vote in terms of what they saw happening. So um, I think at the end of the day, we were happy with the engagement of members at our AGSMs our annual general and special meetings, and we're happy to see that level of engagement with our members, and hopefully that will continue as we move forward to establishing the Manitoba Crop Alliance.
1: That was Pam DeRockney, the Executive Director of the Manitoba Wheat and Barley Growers Association. The Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson G M Assiniboya, and Avonlea. Lee. If you're a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Here are the latest ViTerra grain prices: Durham unchanged at 266.39. Feed barley unchanged at 175.66. Canola is down 20 cents today at 421.88. Flax is unchanged at 535.79. Lentils unchanged at 482.50. Oats up 74 cents at 203.80. Yellow peas unchanged at two forty nine eighty nine. Yellow rather feed wheat unchanged at one fifty six eighty three. And number one, Red Spring Wheat is up sixty five cents at two twenty six twenty nine. The livestock quotes are brought to you by Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call a Cineboy at six four two forty one eighty or Weyburn at eight four two forty five seventy four. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in a or Schlamps to Integra- Tire in Grenfell, your locally operated Integra Tire dealers.
3: This is the market report for the Cinnaboya Livestock this week of February twentieth. We didn't have a sale in the this week because it was waver's turn. At that sale we sold over eighteen hundred head of cattle, which by today's standard is a big sale. There are not as many cattle producers as there used to be and that makes it more lucrative for those of us that do have cattle. Demand is higher than supply for change. you want or two cows sold between seventy eight and eighty eight cents, D three cows. 68 to 78 cents, butcher bulls, a dollar to a dollar 15. All of the 5 to 550 pound steers in the sale average at $2.26 a pound, sold up to 2 dollars 500 to 600 pound steers average $2.23 a pound, sold up to two forty-five as well. 600 to 650 pound steers average two eighteen, sold up to two thirty-six. 650 to 700 pound steers average $2.08 a pound, sold up to two 7 to 800 pound steers sold for or average $1.94, sold up to $2.07, 8 to 900 pound steers average to $1.80, sold up to $1.86, and steers over at 900 pound, average to $1.71, sold up to $1.77, uh, the heifers were about 20 cents back. Some of the highlights of the sale were a load of 600 pound black steers at $2.29 a pound, 650 pound black steers at $2.17 a pound, a load of 700 pound black steers at $2.07 a pound. And two loads of, of red and black steers at a dollar eighty six and two loads of, of nine hundred pound steers at a dollar seventy seven or sixteen hundred dollars per steer. Now this is the strongest sale anywhere yet this year. Will Rogers used to say that the lead mule is the only one that gets to change the scenery and we are the market leaders. It pays to sell by auction. This has been Roy three forty.
1: Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market commentary for
4: Thursday, February twentieth. Hams sold 7,300 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 122 to 139 per CKG. Today's sales expected to be around 7,200 head, selling in a range of 119 to 139 per CKG. Hams cash hog price today is mixed and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is up 15 basis points with the daily exchange at 1.3231. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.40 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are mixed, with the negotiated regions giving back about half of the previous day's gains, while the national region is higher by about 50 cents U.S. 100 weight. Daily slaughter levels remain consistently above 490,000 hogs, when previously 480,000 would have been considered a large kill day. Live hog weights are coming down in the iowa Southern Minnesota region, but they are still above five-year averages and are coming off record levels, suggesting there's still a lot of pork and supply pipelines. Lean hog futures have also given a back about half of the previous session's gains in the early morning trade. March 2nd has been announced as the day Chinese authorities will allow private companies to apply for tariff exemption certificates, paving the way for reduced costs for private Chinese importers and presumably an uptick in interest in U.S. pork from the region. Markets reacted positively to the news yesterday, but follow-through buying did not materialize.
1: On the outlook today, sunshine with a high of plus 2. Tonight clear with a low of minus 12. And tomorrow, sunshine with a high of plus 3, a low of minus 8. Currently in Regina, it's minus 6. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. For Jim Smalley, I'm Ryan McNally.